What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of hill sprints. We'll explain what they're good for, what they're not good for, and when in your preseason or in-season programming, when they might be useful. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important? If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger. What's up, soccer players? Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Chilling, bro. Chilling. Just came back from work. I'm trying to record this podcast, and then I'll, I'll just go eat. I'm just going to go on a... On a just, just, just ready to eat something really unhealthy right now. It's, it's a long of a week. I feel like I've had. Oh man, greasy. bro! I want that cholesterol to go really high after I eat this hour and then pass out right afterwards. That's how you know the meal is good too. If you pass mm-hmm. out right after you finish it, you, you know you, <laughs> you know you <laughs> ate something good. Bro, what you should do is drive four hours south. Um, I got some chicken corner blur that I took Ooh. from back home. So. Come through. Yeah. We we could have. I have enough for both of us to fill up and pass out. I've, I don't Guaranteed. think I've ever. I've ever never had chicken corn and blue. So you never had it? Nah. It might be worth oh, the four hour drive. Oh, bro, <laughs> for real, for real. Come through anytime, bro. But um, yeah, man, it's been uh, a long, how long. Why you, man? How, how you doing? How's your week? Uh, it's good. It's good. I've been attacking my. I I don't know. I think I told you about it. I've been dealing with this hip issue for a while. Hip tendinopathy. Um, I'm finally oh, getting to my rehab know. program. Yeah, man, it's been bothering me since like March. Um, huh. Damn, yeah, what it's happened? been a while. I don't know, man. I, I think one of my clinical rotations stressed me out too much, and then my hip just started hurting. And, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I'm attacking my rehab. I started like training old, again too. Sounds like an old man. Yeah, man. Listen, 25, shit just happens, bro. It does. Yeah, listen, I'm getting some issue, too. I think, um, you know, I've been trying to practice locking my ankle when I shoot. Mm. Um, and then I was playing pickup, and then I took a shot, and I forgot to lock my ankle, and then I got some calcaneo um, pain. And then I had to look up what it was. And I was like, damn, every time I try to, like, lock my ankle, like, the back of my leg hurts. And apparently yeah. I have um, what you call posterior impingement ankle posterior impingement i've never heard of this before bro i got that on mine too if i like see it it also has to do with my hip because it's on my right hip and sometimes my hip feels good so i go out and i'm like oh it feels good let me like rip like 100 200 Mm. shots real quick oh no and i don't lock my ankle and it kind of jams in the back a little bit yeah my hip hurts and my ankle hurts uh the problem is i don't know how to fix it because it's not like a, a strength issue. I strength train three times a week. So I don't know what it is. I might have to have one of my friends look at it for me. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that's enough about our, our pains and struggles. Yeah, don't listen <laughs> Guys, to the if, old if you're man. wondering. The yeah. old man talking. 
<laughs> we're aging, we're getting older. And like, I feel like every physio, like we all have some sort of issue just because like, I feel like we just do, you know? Yeah. But anyway, today guys, we're going to talk about hill sprint. Um, believe um one of my um followers um asked me um about protocol for hill, hill sprint and i i didn't know too much about hill sprint protocol um so i just thought it was a good podcast to to start on today um all right andy hill sprint what are you good for what are they good for mm, so i guess i'll kind of give you guys my background on hill sprints um, my backyard is a hill. How steep we talking? Um, I would say it's hard for me to give like a grade. I would say it's a solid, maybe I'm trying to equivalent to a treadmill. So most treadmills, they go up to about what? 10, 12%. Like five, five degree incline. Increments, yes. I think. So if I had to, if I had to give mine a grade, I'd say maybe... 15 20 15 15 i'll go with that 15 to 20 um but i mean i lived in the same house all my life until i left for temple and um i was back home all quarantined so me and that hill we got close you got acquainted to that hill again we got acquainted um and yeah i've spent a lot of time on that hill just doing jogging back and forth and doing sprints and um, from my experience doing that, plus learning through strength and conditioning these past few years, um, they're they're good for a lot of things, but they should be used with caution because I think their window for opportunity for putting them in a an ideal training program um, is is pretty minimal. So. Mm. In general, I think one of the great things about hill sprints, and not just for soccer players, but for for people, not just athletes, but people in general, is it's great cardiovascular training, right? It'll get your heart rate up really, really quick. And it's it's very easy to train your heart to become stronger and more resilient through hill sprints. I mean, I, I can definitely see that because when I go hiking and the, the hill is steep, even just walking, my heart rate starts to go up. So imagine sprinting up, up, up that hill. Um, yeah, you, you will definitely get your heart rate up with that. For sure. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if you take a hill and you kind of look at it from the sideways, now you're looking at like a triangle, almost like, you know, math class, you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. like what's the slope and how long is it and how tall is it? Your body has to work hard enough as is to get it all the way across. But that work going up, that's all on your heart. Right. And your heart has to work really, really hard to to pump enough blood to the muscles to to allow your body the strength and, and the oxygen it needs to elevate itself like through height. Okay. So basically you're working with your body weight just to okay. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. I can see it. <laughs> and because of that, it's it's great for early phase endurance training. So very early in your in your preseason where you're not looking to get too specific, right? Because with our, our preseason work, we want to work in it generally from a general pattern to a specific pattern where mm-hmm. early in the preseason, you can do a lot. You can do things like swimming, longer endurance runs, things like hill sprints. 
things to just get your heart pumping and getting back into the groove of things. So trying to get general condition. Okay. Now, okay. Now I understand why, how it makes sense. Cause when you said the, the thing that you said is the the key here is um, as you go from um, I guess off season to preseason, you want to work out to go from general to specific to your sport and hill sprint is not really specific to the sport. So you want to put that in the beginning. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And it all depends how you program the whole, the hill sprints too, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're training for less rest in between, so it's more of hill running, you could say, instead of hill sprinting, that's going to be great cardiovascular training. Um, if you're in the mindset of you want to be early in preseason, you want to improve your speed. So all you're going to do is hill sprints. That is not going to truly improve your speed. And that's where we get into, oh, is this really the best thing for me at this time? Um, In in terms of truly improving speed, hill sprints are good, right, for improving leg power and explosiveness if they're programmed correctly. Because, again, not only are you going across, right, every step that you take has to power your body going up vertically, Um, So every step you take, you are boosting your body up, 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 up. And that takes a lot of strength and power. And if programmed correctly, um, it can help to improve that in your legs. Normally, generally, um, in the past, what I've read about hill sprint is um, it's a good tool to teach um, younger athletes uh, about acceleration and acceleration mechanics. Um, Because when you when you going up a steep hill, and if you paying attention to the form, you know, you really have to drive through the leg. You can't just do like a half, a half triple extension because um, you're not going to get very far up that. You know, so you have to really push hard and trying to get arm extension and, and, and leg extension just to be able to go up that hill. And the other thing that the hill does, too, from what I've read is um, when you're going, you know, you, you, you have to land at the balls of your feet. You're not able you're not gonna land at the at your heel or as you as you um swing forward so that's a good way to teach people how to um the the mechanic of acceleration but i think that's that's all it's good for in terms of um in terms of the speed training aspect because as you speed you know there's the acceleration phase but when you get to the middle phase where it's like um, the momentum is driving you forward and, you know, you have to keep your torso erect. I don't think hill, um, in hill sprint is necessarily good for that, that mid phase, but for acceleration. Yeah. I've also read, read that, um, it's, it's, it's a good form of strength training. That's why some people have advocated, no, I don't need to go to the gym. I just need to do some hill sprint because I can get a, um, uh, I can get some, some strength that way by going up the hill. What do you think about that? Um, I I think it's good for, for power development. I think that if you don't have the underlying strength, right, there's not Mm -hmm. much of strength to convert to power, but hill sprints, that's a, that's a very incomplete form of strength training. Um, it's a component and it's something that you can definitely include in your program, especially if you're doing, um, let's say a split where you're doing a day in the gym and a day outside right? You can do a superset of hill sprints and push-ups and um, like a, a, a side plank or something like that. Um, if it's programmed correctly, it could be. But 
in most cases, I feel like they're not programmed correctly. And because of that, you're not gaining much of anything. You're honestly probably in between too many elements of training. And because of that, you're not really going anywhere. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about with the, the acceleration phase is I think it is a great tool. And that's a really good point for, for younger athletes to learn what it feels like to truly accelerate. And one of the key components of that is the forward lean. And that is really emphasized um, depending on how steep the hill is because you have to lean forward. If you're leaning backwards or even (laughs) if you're completely up, like you're rolling back, you know, you're going to roll back. Yeah. Um, But just be cautious because I mean, with, with hill sprinting, if if it's the percent grade is any higher than two to 3%, your, your mechanics will change on flat ground. So it's important to use that hill as an opportunity to feel the things like the forward lean and the leg drive um, and the power that you need. When you go to train on flat ground, recognize that it might feel slightly different, but it is important to learn that concept and the hill is a good place to to learn that. I think a good way to use hill sprint is to go uh, do some hill sprint first and then after you do a couple um, repetition on the hill, then go on flat ground and try to implement those mechanics on flat ground that way um whatever you just learn for acceleration mechanic get kind of transfer over to um what's specific to the sport the other thing i I was wondering to um um to at what point the hill um at what point the hill is useful for example how steep does the hill needs to be in order to actually learn these things you know so it does is is there a because some hills are not steep enough and you're not learning anything and some hills are just too steep and you can't even use the mechanic i'm wondering like if there's like a protocol for um, like the proper degrees uh, the degrees that's just going to transfer over um i don't know just a thought i don't yeah, that's a good point. Because usually good when, point. when when people ask you, okay, I'm doing sprint training, um, how how many reps, how many sets, how steep should the hill be? And you know, I I I don't know. I haven't done too much research on that, so I was wondering if you if you knew. No, um, I don't, but uh use your environment. Chances are if you're near one hill, you're probably near multiple hills. Oh, okay. um that's just based off the 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 fields and the places i've been like my backyard's a hill my neighbor's backyard's a hill so was my other neighbor um when at the high school that i used to play at we have four five six hills um so it's not it's not difficult to to try to find one and experiment a little bit and that's something that you know it, it may take some time to get used to right because for me personally the hill in my backyard i think is perfect uh you know, okay. but like at the same time, I've been playing on that since I was like four. So, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I would say, um, like you, you, you have to be able to accelerate when you go to a hill. If you practice going to a hill and it's just so hard to accelerate, either you're very weak or the hill is too steep and it's not gonna, um, <laughs> you're wasting, you'll be wasting your time on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing you, you kept talking about using the right protocol and, um, I was talking to, to to a guy the other day and he was saying that he's doing um like he's sprinting up that hill for like 30 seconds and then a very little recovery time. Now, I don't know what he was training for, but if he was training for, um, I guess, um, 
pure speed and acceleration, I don't think he's doing a good job. No, he, he's doing a lot of what we talked about in the beginning, right? General cardiovascular training. And again, is that wrong? No. Depending on your level of fitness, can that improve your game? Yes, but it's not very specific, right? Yeah. Especially if you're in season, that is probably one of the, I think the, the worst thing you could possibly be doing is you're not improving your fitness in a specific way. You're getting your legs tired. You're getting extremely sore and you're not getting better with the ball. Like, what are you doing yeah, with your, true. and you, you probably don't have time to be doing it in the first place. So what yeah, are you doing? That's true. You know? That's true. You, you, they, they probably, it's going to be like a lot of, as you get closer to the season, it's going to be a lot of games, a lot of um, six versus six, eight versus eight games, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, you, you're not going to have time. Yeah, if anything, getting, if, you, if you're getting cardio, you, you're you getting the cardiovascular endurance um, from those um, mini session with your team. Yeah. And you know what? What you're training your body to be, to, to be good at is jogging up hills very slowly, repeatedly. That's mm. what you're getting good at, right? Like, so, I mean, I, I don't think uh, that's in a very efficient use of the time. Now, is this, is this good for a repeated sprint ability? To me, I'm going to go ahead and, and say no, because well, of the well, many elements that, that go into repeated sprint ability, uh, one, the mechanics, those change, right? Because no, that's true. Okay. You're, you're, you're on flat ground and you're going through not only acceleration, but uh, like top end speed, right? So but, when you guys are sprinting and you're running, you can feel almost two different phases. One is like pedal to the metal, I'm getting mm -hmm. faster. And two is I'm fast and I just need to stay there. And hill sprints don't train that second part. Now, repeat, when we say repeated sprint ability, are we talking about your ability to hit top speed every time? Or are we talking about like stamina? I, I keep confusing, oh. you, confusing the two. I, I, would say, I would say both because um, they're, they're pretty linked. But where I think that the one of the biggest elements of sprint training is training your muscles to have the capacity to, to repeatedly sprint. And the one oh. muscle that's the most important in that is the hamstring. And if you look at the sprint mechanics versus on a hill versus flat ground, the hamstring has a lot less activity when you're going up a hill. So if you're not sprinting on flat ground and you're sprinting on hills instead, you're not training your hamstrings to properly uh, take on that load. And because of that, you're not going to be able to repeatedly sprint. Oh, got at you. Your best. So you're not getting your best bang for your buck if you're trying to do repeated sprint, train for repeated sprint ability on there. Exactly. As part of training repeated sprint ability, you need to condition your hamstring too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, and because of that, it, it goes hand in hand with you're not truly going to get faster because if you want to get faster you have to hit your your max speed like mm. repeatedly at least once or twice a week um and if you're going up a hill you're never going to hit your max speed you just That's can't true. gravity is pushing literally pushing you down the hill like you you can't do it so, it, yeah, so it's not really going to work that's out. not a good way to train your nervous system no, no. okay Okay, I feel like I got a good, pretty good handle on hill sprint now. So generally, it's good for cardiovascular training.
um, we talk about in the beginning of, um, of, of, of your, it's good for, to use it in the beginning of your, I guess, off season workout, because that workout is usually general. Um, and you shouldn't be done like doing like your, the late stage of the preseason, because not only that you're not going to have time, but it's not very specific to, um, soccer. Um, what else is good for? Yep. Leg power and explosiveness. That is, that is, that is, that is big one. Like yep, you, you yep. can't, you cannot go up a hill without exploding. Like it's, it's impossible. You're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere. You're forced to do that. Well, and you, you, you can, but again, it's how it's programmed, right? Because if you have no rest, you can go up the hill. You will, you will feel like you're exploding, but in reality, you're jogging slowly. Yeah, but it's, a, you see, it's hill sprint. You sprinting up the hill. It's, some it's people, man, they, they define the word sprint very differently. I feel like. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. They're moving so the goalpost. <laughs> yeah, as mean, long as you feel like they people, Yeah, for some people, a sprint to them is I am going as fast as I can. Uh, right? Okay. But if you, if you try to go as fast as you can without resting, you're getting slower. Hmm. You know? I so it's almost like you know some of those players they say i'm gonna go sprint four laps no you're not yeah no you're not you can't you can't you like it's, it's impossible yeah and general dues guys if you training for um if you're trying to if you're training for acceleration and that's that's training for that's normally i would say um that's what hill sprint is for like that's what I'm, well it's good for cardiovascular training and um to train for acceleration uh, but if you're training for acceleration, guys, just got to make sure that you, you're you using the, the proper rest time. You know, it's not necessary to sprint up, sprint up a long hill for like 30 seconds. Like, no, it should be like really short, like, you know, 10, 20 seconds and then walk down that hill, walk down that hill and then make sure you're fully recovering before you go back because you know the part of the acceleration you, you gotta you're training your nervous system too to 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 recruit uh, a lot of muscle to be able to explode um and accelerate fast so <clears throat> you you you're doing yourself a disservice if you doing repeated sprint and without proper rest time mm-hmm. <clears throat> one good rule of thumb is to to figure out when you're completely recovered if you are breathing heavily, you are not fully recovered. Wait for your breathing to come back from normal and then wait another 30 seconds. Hmm. Then you can go. And if you do all that and you feel like your leg is shaky, then you, 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 you need to stop. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you need to stop. That's one other thing. When you, if you're tired and you're training for speed and acceleration, and even after you rest properly, your legs are still jelly, then that means it's time to end the training. Yep. Yep. Well, well you can keep going. Well, yeah, there will be a different kind of training now. You're not training exactly. for speed and acceleration anymore. You're just training yep. for, I guess, stamina at this point. Yeah, but at the same time, not really, because it's not difficult enough to be doing that. So yeah. you're probably wasting your time. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. That's all we had for you guys today. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I think next podcast, we got to talk about detraining. Because it's it's freaking sucks. You you train, you you, you go through that whole off-season and preseason. You train, you you hit your top speed, you improve, 
and then <laughs> you stop training for speed max speed for like i i don't know like how long you stop training and you lose it all so we yeah, gotta talk I, about training and why um when when the the strength and conditioning coach is screaming at you to come by and and, and do some sprint training <laughs> why it's important to actually keep doing it yep yep i i am detrained i just started training again this week um i'm a little bit embarrassed but i took about a month and a half off possibly a little bit longer than that but um i i am very much detrained and my body is in my muscles are in pain they, they're not sore they're in pain oh, they're in pain um, yeah, you, yeah. Wait, so. you, you still you still um you still you still do pickup? Um, no. So I stopped pickup a long Why time not? ago. Actually, a lot I moved, so I, I don't know any pickup groups that play oh, at the field okay. at the park. But I, the place that I moved to, it's about seven minute walk from a field. So uh, that's where I'm gonna be balling these days. And they, they um, it's only one field for the entire town. So during the the year, Jesus, very, really yeah yeah it's it's reserved Sometimes. all the time but soccer's over now so i, I can go to whatever soccer is never over i have a group that plays 30 degrees 20 degrees we're still out there playing yeah well the the people who request the permits their season's over ah okay so we good all right y'all see you next week all right peace